Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, we're going to go over the book uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. So this book is pretty much a like a life, quote-unquote, book by Ray Dalio, where he shares his not only life principles, but his business principles. But for this podcast, we're going to be addressing more the more or only the life principles because it's more relatable to most people. And it is a long-ass book to yeah. review and to say all this, so we're going to cut it short there. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right in. And the first principle, number one, is embrace re. Oh, sorry. Embrace reality and deal with it. So one, that's one. And then one, 1. 1.1 is be a hyperrealist. So, and then he says dreams plus reality plus determination equals a successful life. And I feel like the, the core thing of this is that a lot of times people, you know, everyone has an idea of what, how things should be and how things should work out. And a lot of times that is not how things are. And then if you're very attached to that fake reality it's very hard to change and to actually do the right things to succeed because if you have this in in, you know vision in your mind how things should go and then it's not like that it's hard to adapt and you know sometimes a lot of times give give up the romance of that idea you already had in your mind and to actually you know live according to what's actually happening in your life in the world because a lot of times what you need to do is much boring than you what you want to do it's not, you know, you're, everyone has this idea in their minds of like your life's a movie, you're going to do the big, great action and everything's going to change. But a lot of times, as you see, you know, Ray Dalio shares and, you know, pretty much any successful person is just identifying the, you know, at the end of the boring actions, habits that work and then just keep doing them and improving on them. Yeah, it's the, Mark Manson actually talks about it in this book. It's like a, be, a better question to ask is not like what's, am I passionate about or what do I want to do? But is it like, what's the thing I'm worth doing the boring stuff and suffering for? He gives you the example, even in that book about the person that plays the guitar and, or has this dream of playing the guitar, but then when they actually go to practice, it's boring. And that's the part, like you have to love the boringness. But I also really like this, this title, like, because I feel that everyone lacks, like most people don't have dreams, reality and determination in check. You know, most people have one of them. They're either very pessimistic and totally focused on reality and what they don't have, uh, or they are like too focused on the, the immaterial world on their dreams. They're like, ah, I have, I want to do all of this, and they have all these crazy dreams, but they don't actually do nothing to achieve them. So just they live on Wonderland, and, and yeah, I guess determination. Most people, I mean, if you don't have all the other two, you just have determination for nothing. For like, I mean, most people are the, everyone's determined to something. It's like Tony Robbins has this um, good quotes like most people aren't lazy. They just they aren't they don't have something inspired to work for. But you're always determined to do something, be that watch Netflix for three hours or working in a gym, whatever your goal is. Yeah, for sure. It, it's like it's the the right or the, the determination towards the right thing. Because like we're saying, like a lot of times that right thing is kind of boring. It's not this grandiose big ass action. It's like, oh, it's like, for example, going to the gym, it's. It's going there and doing the the basics, not the basics, but the proven, a lot of times simple things that work. It's not about reinventing the wheel and you know doing, you know putting weights on your feet while you do a, a you know handstand and lifting yourself up. No, it's just it's the simple things that work. That a lot of times, if you don't, I believe, if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, they can feel very you know because sometimes they're boring by default. 
and they can feel very worthless if you don't know why or where they're leading you. So then it's very easy to lose that determination. And then, you know, all the others don't matter if you don't have that determination. And I really like, you know, that's the 1.1. Then he has the 1.2, which is a bit of what we've been talking already. Um, truth, or more precisely, an accurate understanding of reality is the essential foundation of any good outcome. Yeah, like that's what we're saying. It's not what you think should be. It's what actually is and what actually works against that thing. And, you know, so many people, and you see this, especially in the gyms, I guess, a lot of people are very determined. They're being, they've been going there for so long, but they're just doing the wrong things, you know, for the, their goal that they want to achieve. And, you know, they've achieved results, but not nearly as much as they could have if they've actually looked at the reality of things. And like, oh, these are the things that work. I should do them in this order, in this amount of times. All right, let me just do that and follow the the advice of someone who actually got there and is sharing the, the true advice to get there. Not the guy who's just trying to make money with me, giving me bullshit advice that is just, you know, it is exciting, but it's not the real thing. And I feel like that's why it's, in nowadays... You know, we have all the information we want, but it's so hard to find the right one because, you know, everyone is always, and it's not bad, but it, everyone is always trying to profit out of that information. So they have to make it more sexy to sell. And in that process, sometimes you complicate things that don't need to be complicated. Yeah, you see this a lot in anything relating to self-help or like, because you give the example of the gym, you know, it's always easier to sell like exciting things. And most people don't want to hear the truth and the reality of, of most things is that you just need to be consistent, consi you're consistent doing s the boring stuff over a long period of time. That's what no one wants to hear. Like if you want to make money that you don't want to hear that you want to say, you're okay, take this course for one week and then you're, you go make money and you, you'll get rich in one month. That's not how it works. You know, it's, it's about keeping this habit, whatever it may be for a long period of time. And you'll eventually achieve those goals with the gym. It's the same thing. It's taking the basics, doing them over and over and you'll eventually get to your goals. No one wants to hear that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you, you, that, that's why also you, you're going to be way ahead of like 90% of people if you just take the time to embrace this fact that life for most of its part, it's boring. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's bad, you know? You need to kind of find a, find, fall in love with the boring parts yeah. of life because that's where you're going to spend most time. And like, we're, we're calling it boring, but most of, it's not boring, you know? It depends on the way you look at it, yeah. you know? If you're walking to a forest, you can choose to be bored or choose to be like, mega, like uh, blown away by w what you're surrounded in. So it's all a matter of perspective and just like try to work around things in a way that makes it useful for you. Absolutely, and... Yeah, it's the boring part of it. It's very, you know, it is boring if looking on a general perspective of what is not boring kind of thing, you know. Let's say, you know, going to the gym and doing these five exercises or six that work, it's much, it's not as sexy as the ultimate secret to fat loss. Eat this one thing and it's, you know, it's not as exciting, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, there is no secret at the end of the day, quote unquote. There's this, these right things that for the most part, you know, not in every area, but for the most part, it's already known and has, it has been known for a long time what works. It's more it's more about how do you kind of improve it a bit with the, the technology you have, but the core of it is already there. And, you know, this since our page is about stoicism and philosophy, a lot of the ideas that we talk about have been written for thousands and thousands of years. It's not like, oh my God, in 2020, they discovered that you should practice gratitude or something. It's, it's, it's If you go back before Jesus was born, these things are already there. But it's the hard part. I feel like it's getting to the source of a lot of these because the source tends to be the quote-unquote most boring. 
because it's just that it's just what works there's no like fancy story about overcoming struggle or any you know romance about it it's just okay here it is do this and you know I, I i'm not gonna say that you don't need some excitement in your life but i feel like put that excitement around the the, the things that work don't be looking for the next secret or for the next thing and yeah, pretty much, you know, that's what I would say. Uh, but moving forward, the next one is be radically open-minded and radically transparent. So the first thing he gives is radically radical open-mindedness and radical transparency are invaluable for rapid learning and effective change. And, you know, this one is probably a very hard one to adapt, adopt because, you know, we never want to feel like we're wrong. But to be to be able to change towards the right things, you need to be open to the idea that you are wrong. And not a lot of people, especially more and more for some reason, it's like we have more information. People are less willing to change their ideas they have of things. You see this, especially in politics, more and more people go towards the more extremes of whatever side they choose, whether it's in, you know, even conspiracy theory, stuff like that. It's it's like people, they find something and they, they wrap their personality around this thing. And then it's very hard for them to be willing to, you know to change that and then what happens is because i don't it's very hard for you to change someone else if you're not willing yourself to be open to change because you know the other person senses that you're so you're not willing to listen pretty much and if the person doesn't feel understood they're never going to be open to your idea of what they should do pretty much that's actually such a game changer in my own life like i remember getting into all these personal development things i always wanted to i was always like in the beginning constantly trying to like change people around me and just try to like say all these like yeah you should used to work out more and eat healthy and like people don't care about what you say and it's not about rationality i used to think it's about like you make the case you justify them you show them the statistics and boom change happens that's not how it works human beings like we're rational but not as much as we would like to it's very emotional that's why when we're talking about arguments that's why when you see these like these youtube videos with the clickbait like ben shapiro destroys leftist whatever you know I mean, that's good for catching attention, but you know, that leftist um, whatever is not going to change your opinion by being destroyed, you know? That's not... Because it just goes, on, just goes on the defensive. So as much as we enjoy watching Ben Shapiro destroy whatever <laughs> the, the case may be, that's not how effective change really works, you know? If you want to change someone's mind... In the, I, I think a better example for people that... For someone that's actually trying to change people's minds in debates and stuff is Jordan Peterson, you know? Yeah. You don't see much. I mean, there's videos of Jordan Peterson, their stories, whatever. But most of these conversations is very calm, and he's actually trying to hear the person. And he's, you can see he's open to change. He's just making good arguments, and much more people change that by that way because they're not on the defensive. They're actually opening, like they're they're open to change. And even in your own life, I feel this, like, there's this like weird trend that people don't want to learn from others' mistakes. People are just like kind of. Yeah, but I, I'll just do it myself, you know. I'll do it myself. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm creative. I'm, I'm an original person. I don't need to copy anyone. And I don't know why we have this so much, but it's just a no-brainer, you know. If you can learn from someone that has already done what you're trying to do, why would you ever deny that? You know, if, if you have, it's like I said, you have so much of this information available, and we don't want to learn from it it's crazy we just we would rather make our own mistakes and i'm not saying mistakes are wrong but you know it just speeds up the process you'd be dumb that's why even the chapter says effective change you know if you want to be effective and efficient with your time you know don't waste your own time making mistakes yeah absolutely because 
especially with YouTube and so many articles and blogs online, you know, it's more about how, in which step do you take this information or do you apply these things and making sure it's right. But yeah, like how with this many information, how would you assume that you already know what you need to do? How would that, it's like <laughs> you're young most likely, how would you be, you know, you're always young if you're learning something new, it doesn't matter, you know, it's, and how would you be like, oh yeah, I heard Mr. J on YouTube say that the earth was flat, so the earth is flat now. And it's like, uh, maybe you should research a bit more. You should actually, you know, try to look at this in a logical sense. But like you said, humans, for we're not everyone. It's a lot of decisions we make are emotional. And then we just rationalize the decision we made. And it's, it is said to a certain extent or to a big extent because, you know, that's it's like people less and less they can listen they all, everyone you know always wants to talk but no one wants to listen and i've really been uh, for how weird that is seeing a lot of mr rogers things if you don't know who mr rogers is he did a like a, a kids show for a long time called the neighborhood i don't know the name but uh where he just taught kids these principles of how to deal with your emotions how to you know pretty much how to process what's going inside of you but the way he spoke was he was probably the person who better listened, I could say, because it was not just, you know, of course he was listening with his ears, but he was actually showing that he was understanding not only what he wanted, he wanted to say, but what he wanted to express and the feeling behind it. And if you listen to him, whether he's talking to a kid or to an adult, everyone who's talking to him is so much open to change because you can feel in his voice that he's actually listened to you as well. And not only to what you're saying, but what you, what you mean to actually say the feeling behind what you're saying. And if you notice any conversation you have nowadays, it's always, for the most part, the other person waiting to speak. It's not like you're saying, but then like, oh yeah, that's cool, but oh, I remember when I blah, 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 blah. It's not like, oh, really, you did it? That sounds very, sounds like you're at a frustrating time there. What it's, it's, they're not really showing that they're listening. And they're not even pretending. They just want Everyone just wants to talk about what, whatever they want to talk about. And yeah, that really prevents, you know, uh, a healthy change between people of knowledge, of emotion, of everything. Because at the end of the day, everyone is always talking, but I don't feel like there's that many people actually expressing themselves and feel like they're being heard at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I, th I think that's basically all, all in this chapter. You know, it's it's like it's what we, we talked about. No one's li willing to. I mean, not. I don't want to say no one. I think we're also having this trend for more and more people to yeah. be aware of this. And so I don't want to be like sound all pessimistic and doomy about it. You know, I think it's getting better with because with all the information we have, we have this blessing that people can choose what they want to pay attention to. And I feel like m more of these intellectual and rational person uh, people are getting out there. So all the the Jordan Petersons and Sam Harris and what have you not, it's it's getting there. Even like you said, like Mr. Rogers, you know, that's a, a show from like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and you know, you discovered it. So that's just a, an amazing testament to the internet. So I guess we can move on to the next chapter. I'll actually go on with it. So this is like the sub thing of 1.3. Don't let fears of what others think of you stand in your way. This sounds kind of like a cliche sentence, you know, but it's important. I think I think it's important. I, I I feel most cliches are important because, the, I mean, they're cliches for a reason. You know, everyone kind of needs to listen to cliches. The, the, we don't like to talk about it because it's so overdone. But it's overdone, and people still don't get what they mean. You know, and we live in a society where people really have a lot of fear about doing different things. 
and we you can see this in everything our school system works our just like our young people what the, what everyone's doing everyone's like going to school from college and then they don't know what they want to do with their lives they're gonna go to a job be mediocre probably not enjoy it and then this is serious you know people don't give it the necessary amount of thought that they should because I mean, if you really, because people also talk about like, okay, but if I don't go to college, maybe that's risky. What will I do if I don't have this paper telling me I can work at some place? But have you considered the risk of not being happy? You know, that seems like a bigger risk. Imagine you, yeah, okay, you have no risk. You work at the job for 30 years, but you're not happy. That's a that's the biggest risk because you only get one life. You know, you're not going to reincarnate probably like the Buddhist thing or, or whatever, you know. So as cliche as it is, Try to distance your obviously you still need to listen to other people's opinions and things that but don't let it dictate how you live. If you know something is right for you, do not or at least you shouldn't be I mean you're not going to be afraid, but you shouldn't let that fear stop you from yeah, doing yeah. it. I feel like the main thing is that it's because feeling fear is you know, you can't control that. But it's it's always how you react to it. And yeah, it's it's very painful to see people, you know, especially young people, you know, that you're you know, you put quote unquote on this path of school, university, get a degree, get a job, buy a house, marry, have two and a half kids, and you know. But at the end of the day, there are some people who would be happy with that and are happy with that. But if that's not you, or you know, if you're if you feel like you're living to you know for someone else and you're not happy, you really need to consider the fact that whether that's money that you think it's risky if you don't get or approval or whatever, the only thing that you can never get back at least for now that we know of, it's time. You know, the seconds you're listening to this podcast, the previous ones are gone. And while you're listening, they're being gone. You know, they're disappearing as well. And we don't really put into context that, you know, life is very short in the general, the big context of things. You know, you're like a little speck of dust in the whole, you know, the big scheme of things. And we don't consider that. And, you know, that can be also very you can feel dreading that you're so, oh my God, I'm so small, I can't do anything. But at the very least, you can try to, not even, it's not even doing, it's at least trying to do what you what you feel would be right for you, you know? And if you feel like what is right for you is to get that job and go to university and do all those things, you know, more power to you. But if you feel like it's not, I would really consider what are the, the long-term pros and cons of not going for it. It's like, is it a trip you want to take? Is it a, a gap year? Is it volunteering whatever that is or it can be some you know just smaller thing you may just want to you know take a year to play guitar or something but consider like looking when you're 75 80 years old look back and and think what would you wish you would have done because at the end of the day you know people screaming at us and complaining and all that those things you forget but what you don't forget is what you didn't do the thing like you know, this is very cliche, of course, and if you, there's millions of videos dramatizing this on YouTube, but, you know, it is true that, like, it is a cliche for some reason, because if you let time pass, eventually there will be no more time left. And then at that time, you would have wished you would use this time for something useful. And, you know, that's it. And really consider it if the fear, let me say how I would phrase this, if the fear of doing it isn't stronger than the consequence of not doing it. I guess that is how I would put it. I would, I'd have to write this to be really sure about it. But yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. And I think, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but yeah, yeah go for it. There's actually a quote, I think it's Tim Ferriss, is basically trying to say what, what, what you just said, which is like, I don't know if it's Tim Ferriss, but it's like, 
the change happens when the pain of remaining the same outdoes the pain of the unknown. It's an anomaly, but outdoes out the pain of the unknown. So basically, that's it, you know. Yeah. We, and you just have to weigh in your pains and what you want to choose because it's always going to be hard, you know. Life's always, always going to be hard. These decisions, they like we said, you have to get over fear, and that's just part of it. Get get used to being uh, comfortable with fear. That's like a, a good life skill. Moving on, moving on to the next one. Embracing radical truth and radical transpa transparency will bring more meaningful work and more meaningful relationships. And that's also something I feel doesn't get talked about enough, which is meaning and, and relationships and meaningful, a meaningful life in general. Most people are like young people, especially, you know, we're all focused on making money and, and getting whatever our, our goals is, you know, buying a house, buying a car, all these very material things, which isn't bad. I also feel that that, that has been way too demon, demon, uh, demonized, but we don't talk a lot of, uh, enough about meaning. Most people, if you ask them like what what they are doing, imagine most people that are studying, once again, to the, go back to the example, if you ask them why are they studying, they cannot give you a clear sentence that has meaning yeah. behind it. You know, they're, they're probably just making excuses for not facing the truth, which is my parents made me do this or I felt pressured by society to do this. Yeah. They don't have like this, you know, mostly most doctors aren't in medical school just to say, because I want to save people's lives. Or at least they, they don't say that with conviction, you know? and. Yeah. And you need that. You need that to be happy, you know. First of all, if you're if you aren't living, if you don't know like what your purpose is, or you aren't living something that that's making you that's giving you meaning, that's making you feel better about yourself and your place in the world, you know, reconsider things because that leaches into everything around you. Your relationships, your life, your general happiness, everything you do will benefit from that. And so, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day. We are all here. We are all like we we have to interact with other human beings, and so our meaning is always going to pass by other people. I, I feel that everyone's meaning has to do with other human beings. That's just the na the nature of human beings. But you know, take your time to discover what it is. Like, get a notebook, spend like a, a day writing down what 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 would my meaning be? What's like what is your mission? If you have to say my mission in this life is just try to write down things and get a clearer sense because most people have no idea. A big reason, I believe, as well, that you're creating more meaningf meaningful relationships and you're more truthful at the end of the day is because people can feel if you are on that path. And this is more like, you know, it's more metaphysical ideas, I guess. But, you know, you can feel when someone is... Because going after what you actually want is never easy. You have to deal with outside pressure, inside pressure of yourself, you know, confusion, frustration, pain, all these things... But if you can come out on the other side, not even successful, but just doing them, people, I, I do believe people can, can feel that in you. It's very different to talk with a person that's on their path and had to overcome these things than someone who just got dragged along by life. You can see even in the way they carry themselves, the way they, you know, they pretty much the way they do everything. And, you know, not to say that, you know, you're doing, not doing this for others, ideally, but you know, at the end of the day, we are social beings. We need relationships. And if you don't have meaningful relationships, good relationships, that's, you know, you're going to be lacking. You're going to be in pain, especially in the relationship area. I feel like it's when the most emotional pain can be caused to, to us because, you know, business and, and fitness, it's more, you know, you, you have always have the thing like, I can fix it later. It's okay. But the relationships, you feel the pain now. It's when you, you're talking to someone in, that you want to connect with and you can't, a lot of times because you are not where you're not doing what you should be doing, 
then that's painful because you know you could have changed and you know this could have been good now, but because you were, I'm not going to use lazy, but because you didn't do those things, you're suffering now. And a lot of times that causes us to do, to go towards action. But a lot of times that, you know, that determination doesn't last long because, you know, then we take the, the wrong approach. But to to address more this is there is a big risk here as well to not pursue that meaning. Because you were talking about happiness. I think more than happiness is that meaning. Happiness would just lead to, to having a meaningful life. Like, I feel like meaning is even above happiness. Yeah. Because you can be, you can have meaning even if you're not happy. If you're having a shitty day, you can feel that meaning. So I feel like it, you know, our page is called Paths of Meaning. Yeah. This podcast is called Searching for Meaning. So I do believe that that's one of the most, or if not the most important thing, because that can also push you through anything. You see Viktor Frankl, probably the biggest example in a concentration camp, was able not only to survive, but to find that meaning there and to, in a sense, thrive. Like in a mental sense, it was, you know, slightly thriving, you know? And despite how bad the outside circumstances were. But to move on to, now it's going to be 1.4, which is look to nature to learn how reality works. And the first point to this is don't get hung up on your views of how things should be because you will miss out on learning how they really are. And, you know, we talked about this a lot already, but at the end of the day is that like no one, the world doesn't care if you had the best intentions, if you're just doing all your effort, if you're doing the wrong things to your result, you're not going to get your result period. And I feel like we have a lot of this impulse of being feeling, of feeling sorry for ourselves. Like, Oh, I tried my best. I did all I could. Oh, poor me. I couldn't get it. And it's like, yeah, but that's kind of just a loser mindset. It's just, just adapt, overcome and keep going. It's not, a lot of people just use that as an excuse to to be able to stop and not do it anymore because it was too painful for them or because you know they they just they just couldn't take it anymore so they use that as a, as an excuse like oh i gave it my best but it didn't work At, but a lot of times it's like you're not even stopping to realizing if what you're doing towards whatever goal you have is the right thing you should be doing maybe it's not is this what like a lot of people they just do and they never stop to analyze and you know improve according to the data they you know they just analyzed yeah i mean I, I guess this is what we've talked about previously but yeah it's like it's that thing people and especially with you no know, just a side note i think we're also in but as a society making this worse by rewarding people for yeah. trying you know not that that's always bad but like when we get to this like eighth grade eight like eighth let's say you placed eighth eighth on your like run or or, or your competition whatever and you're giving trophies to kids you know it's also not not something i th support because it's like we have kids need to know what failure failure is you know and that's how they learn so that's how they learn to try harder because imagine everyone gets a trophy like imagine everyone gets a trophy and the trophy is the same as being in the first place kids learn nothing you know the the, the kid who worked himself to be in the first place he learns that working off working doesn't mean anything the kids that didn't work also learn the same thing because at the end of the day, everyone just gets the same result. So let's stop with this notion of, of living in this happy fairy tale, you know, embrace reality as it is. It's hard. There's some facts that like, I think I feel like, especially in today's world, like we don't want to listen to the facts sometimes, you know, I don't want to get into this because this is way too controversial topics, but you can imagine what they would be. 
So moving on. <laughs> to be good, something must operate consistently with the laws of reality and contribute to the evolution of the whole. That is what is most rewarded. And I, I feel this is like a this is good for people to remind themselves when they're always like complaining about the world being a shitty place and all the all the billionaires have all of the money and they're corrupt, evil people. Well, let's take a step back. Many of them aren't actually. Many of them provide a service yeah. that's very useful, and that's why they're rich because people pay them money for this service. You know, let's take Jeff Jeff Bezos, the CEO of uh, Amazon. Amazon is uh, very useful. You know, he, <laughs> I, I was Most born useful. I was born with Amazon, but can you imagine not having Amazon? If you were like wanted to ship something, it would just take like two weeks or, or something. You know, it's a very useful yeah. service, and so. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it, in my, in my opinion. This is maybe controversial to some people, but, you know, life, I, I, think, I think life is really fair because it rewards people in, in, in this sense, in a proper way. And also, it's like this, going back to what we said about purpose, if it's, if it's usually going to be something that's contributing to the whole of humanity, that's where your purpose will usually lie. And you know, most people like if you look at most people living meaningful lives and happy lives, they have this. If you know, if you ask them, "Why are you doing this?" and they always their reply is always because I want to help humanity or, or society or people in whatever their way it may be. But it always goes around helping people getting better. I feel that's what I I see in most people that yeah. live happy lives. Yeah, and like that, the billionaire example, of course they deserve it because they got it. That's why they deserve it. It's <laughs> at the end of the day in a free market. And, you know, let's, if you're getting triggered by this, listening to this, you know, please don't send us an angry message because I'm going to delete it. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, and not to say that I'm not going to listen to your argument, but at the end of the day, in a, a free market, those who win are those who are the best. And Amazon is the best at what they do, period. There's no, that's why they're the best. And that's why everyone orders from them. And that's why then Jeff Bezos is a billionaire because a lot of people benefit from that service. So they pay to use it. So it makes sense, I guess. And yeah, it's, it's like, that's how nature works. And when, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to continue on this because <laughs> then it's going to get political. And I, I really don't, we're not a political podcast page, whatever. But I want to move on to one that's like maybe skipping a bit of them is that Evolution is the single greatest force in the universe. It is the only thing that is permanent and it drives everything. And following like to the next step right away, evolve or die. Period. It's because at the end of the day, no one cares. The world doesn't care. The universe doesn't care if you did the wrong things very hard. You just fail because they were the wrong things. And that's it. And and I, I like this advice because it's coming from a very hard, like quote unquote businessman, where it's it's like it either works or not. If it doesn't work, you go broke. And he did go broke and then he recovered. But it's like it, it didn't recover because the world was at pity for him. No, it's because he identified what he did wrong, he adapted, overcame, and then moved on forward. And if you keep doing that, it's success in whatever you're doing is inevitable. However, no one cares if you're feeling sorry for yourself. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk about this or that you shouldn't go to someone to express these things because I think you should. But at the end of the day, if you're using that as an excuse to not keep going or to why you failed, it's like just being a fucking loser. And um, it's very harsh putting that way, but, you know, what else are you going to do? Just keep crying for the rest of your life and not doing it? Are you going to, you know, deal with that sadness, wipe the tears off your face and keep actually going? Yeah, and once again, this is one of those things, you know, if you're in this position, that's the, you don't really want to hear that. Yeah. And But, you know, it's, 
I mean, you kind of have to have that click moment, but also not relying on those click moments. You know, what can you actually do if you're feeling like shit and, you know, your life sucks, everything around you, you know, you're just feeling self-pity about yourself. I always refer back to Jordan Peterson in this. And the great thing he says is like, what is the smallest thing you can do and that you will do that will improve your life situation? I mean, that's just... You want to talk about self-help, like, that's it. You know, if you just follow that sentence, you'll eventually get there. If you really abide by that, because and this is like, we have all, we have many episodes on Kaizen and the 1% rule and getting better 1% every day. This is it, you know, pick something really small. You know, if, you're, if your life is like really shit and you have no semblance of a routine or anything in your life, just start with like the most basic thing, you know, just make your bed every day. Just focus on that for, heck, a month. You know, and then after that month, okay, you have that established, you go on to other things, you know, maybe you just need, you have extreme social anxiety, go commit yourself to going outside 10 minutes every day, you know, just, and you know, these, these seem ridiculous, especially if you're someone that's not in in the shit right now. But if you're someone like really bad in in the, like the bottom of the well, you know, these are daunting tasks, you know, not, not daunting because they're not daunting to the point that you think you can't do them, but they're like slightly uncomfortable. And that's the key, you know, they're, they're, they're not bad enough to the point that you say, oh my God, I can't do this, but they actually help in in what you're doing. And so that's, I mean, that's just such a great quote, you know, just go check Jordan Peterson's, I think it's uh, an interview or I I forget where I heard it or his book or whatever, but that's such great advice that I feel does not get shared enough, especially on social media, because we all, all we want to hear is like the quick fix and massive change. And I'm not saying uh, massive action is, is bad. That's one of Tony Robbins' principles. It's, but this is also massive action. It's just massive, small, consistent action towards something like very applied. And so you just do this, and I guarantee your life will be better. And so if if you put us in this point of view, it doesn't seem as hard. And so you, you can actually stop feeling self-pity for yourself because you're doing good things. Yeah, and that kind of drives us into the next point, which is 1.6, which is, or 1.5, I mean, which is evolving is life's greatest accomplishment and its greatest reward. And there's things he talks about, like the individual and the group. I don't think that's very relatable. But I, I think we can go to the... Uh, Oh yeah, I know this. So adapt, we can go to adaptation through trial and to through rapid trial and error is invaluable. And I feel like that's another thing. You can it, it's very easy to just sit down and theorize everything you're gonna do. Like you're saying, like, oh, what's the smallest thing I can do? Let me just think about that for a week. It's like no, it's write that down. Like sit down for one hour or whatever. And then once you have it, do it, try it. You learn from it and you adapt. It's because at the end of the day. All that you're learning is only useful if you apply it. If you don't apply it, it's just mental masturbation at the end of the day. You can read you can read every fucking self-development book you want. If you never apply those in like real life scenarios, even if it's just meditating or whatever, then that doesn't fucking it's just it is a waste not a waste of time, but it's it's you're not really improving in anything just by doing that. It's it is crucial to actually put in the action. Because only through action do you also learn how to do how things actually work. Because on paper, everything is much different than in real life. You know, you can see, oh, yeah, it, it all makes sense. It's quite simple. But once you're under the fire of that, it's much different. Like the example you gave of social anxiety. Yeah, on paper, it sounds easy. Just go outside for 10 minutes 
on a crowded area, for example. But if you have that very extreme social anxiety, the moment you realize, oh my God, now it's time to go do that, it's very dawning, like you said. And so the more, I feel like the more you, we actually also live in the real world and not the world we're creating in our minds when we're you know, planning, it, you know, it's super important. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you need Jocko Willing has a good principle on it. It's like whenever you make a plan, do something that will get you closer to the pl to like to the action or the action itself. You know, because if you just do the plan, it's very easy to forget about it. But once you actually do something, you're committed to it. So that's one of the best advices I've ever heard. And going back just to the to the title of this, I, I felt I find it very good. Evolving is life's greatest accomplishment and its greatest reward. I mean, this is very underrated. Most people, they just focus on this one goal or, or that is not even, it doesn't even need to be one goal, but they focus all on the goals. You know, it's just like, I want to be a millionaire by 25. I want to have this house. I want to have this girlfriend, car, muscles, whatever, all of this. That's not going to make you happy. You know, that's literally not what makes you happy. It's like, the life doesn't work like a video game. You know, it's not like you're going to get, okay, I'm a millionaire. Checkpoints, happiness increased by 10 points. That's not how it works. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, all the days, every time you wake up, every day, all the days you're going to, the day you went to today, the day you're going to go through tomorrow, that's what life is. You know, that's it. Multiply it by a thousand or, I mean, I don't know how many, like 20,000 days and that's it. Yeah. That's life. And so if you're not actively enjoying what you're doing and getting purpose and happiness from it, I mean, reconsider. Because if you're, if you're like really hating yourself and putting yourself through all of this, anger and sadness and frustration for something that you think will eventually bring you happiness that's not how it works man that's not how it works you get happiness by doing things yeah and yeah. objectives are the only things that like they're kind of like checkpoints in the road you know they guide you to the road where you need to be but the road itself is where you need to be enjoying things yeah absolutely because at the end of the day the road is 99 of the time the destination is you know like giving the the metaphor of like climbing a mountain, you you only stay at the top for like one percent of the time, and then your brain is immediately like, oh, what's next? What's the next mountain? And understanding that we work like this, yeah, it's like you gotta enjoy the process, and the way you do this is by being conscious that first of all, the process is where you should be focusing on. Uh, with that in mind, I want to move to next one, which is one point six called "Understand Nature's Practical Lessons." Uh, so the first one would be maximize your evolution. We talked a bit about that as well. And then, you know, another cliche, but it is true, which is remember, no pain, no gain. And, you know, it is for, this is probably the most cliche quote of all time, especially if you're into the, you know, muscle building, quote unquote area. Uh, you know, it's a quote that's very used, but it is a cliche for a reason because it is true. Whether that's physical pain, whether it's that it's mental pain, gym, business, relationship, it always requires a quote-unquote pain period. And a big part of it, I do believe, is that how do you manage that? Because too much pain, you're not going to be able to hang on there. Too few pain, it's not going to be interesting to you. It's like, where's that sweet spot where, you know, at the end of the day, that it is hard, but you believe that you can achieve it. And a, a big part of all this is how do you manage all these concepts as well? Because... Yeah, you can say like no pain, no gain, but then if you go too much pain, that doesn't mean that the gain is also going to equivalently increase. You know, if you're in the most pain, doesn't mean you're getting the most gain, to be honest, or to, you know, to be fair with it. But yeah, it's, you know, then the other one would be, and I'll just, I'll pass to you in a second, but the next thing would be 
it is a fundamental law of nature that in order to gain strength, one has to push one's limits, which is painful. It's kind of the same thing. It's it's true, and and but you need to push those limits because if you don't, you're always inevitably gonna be in the same spot that you are right now. That's the key word. You know, when people talk about pushing your limits, you don't have to go balls to the wall, all out, you know, every day. That's not how it works, you know. Even in, let's take like the example of building muscle, you know. You don't grow muscle by going every day into the gym, pushing to failure and leaving out of there with your muscles destroyed. That's not how it works, you know. You, It's called progressive overload. So you, 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 each day or each week or whatever it may be for you, you're trying to lift or, or improve in some way. So you're trying to lift a, little, lift a little bit of more weight, do it with better technique, do it for more reps, more sets. Whatever it is, you are improving in some way. And that's how life works, you know. And going back to the Jordan Peterson thing, you know, if you're trying to be less social, socially anxious, you're not going to go to the party and talk with everyone yeah. because that will just that's way too daunting, even for like normal people. So, no, instead of doing that, you're going to push your limits slightly because what's your limit right now? You're afraid of talking to girls. So maybe just... Try to say hi to a girl or, or like just, it just, look yeah, look at a girl or make eye contact, you know, whatever it, the smallest thing you can do, but that's actually pushing your limits. That's yep. actually progress. So you, you can even come up with excuses, you know, just like pretend you don't have a phone or a watch and just ask for a time, you know, no one's going to deny you if you ask that. So once again, resort back to the Jordan Peterson's maxim, you know, do the, find the smallest thing you can do that you actually will do and do it. And, you know, the next one is pretty self-explanatory and just kind of a consequence of all that we've talked about, which is, and it's a very good quote, quote, whatever, pain plus reflection equals progress. That's it. And, you know, you have the pain, you reflect on it, you adapt, and you keep going. And I don't, I don't feel like we need to talk too much more about this, just like like a summary of everything we've talked about. Now, the next chapters, I do believe some of them are pretty similar. Um, yeah, it's on your outcomes, look at the machine from the higher level. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't take the pick from the other, so I need to, I'm gonna need to look at the book here for a second. But I think you understand. Um, yeah, I think I'll just go. Yeah, I'm gonna go to number two, which is called "Use the Five Step Process to Get What You Want Out of Life." And then the first step of that would be, and I truly agree with this, which is have clear goals. And you know, without a clear goal, you're never gonna be able to understand what is the road to get you there. And not only that, it's very easy to justify if you did it or not, if it's vague. If it's like, oh, I'm going to get healthy, for example. That's the goal. <laughs> get healthy could be eating a salad, but then immediately after you eat a pizza. and Or it could be just like, oh, I'm going to run. But run could be two minutes or could be 10 hours. So it's very important to have this clear goal because, you know, that allows you to identify the actions to get you there and to keep you accountable. And then, like he says here, prioritize. You need to prioritize which one of those are the most important so that you can maximize those results. Uh, I'm just looking. Um, yeah, then it's yeah. I'll I'll just leave you. I'll let you talk. Yeah, I think that's also that's something very important because I think people when they're trying to make life changes, they underrate how important clear clear like clarity is. You know, if you're because it's, the smallest obstacles will be enough to stop you. You know, you when you're trying to make changes, change habits. This was something I picked up from Atomic Habits, the book we reviewed. It's like you want to make it as easy as possible for you to make that habit. You know, you want to have the least amount of resistance applied by your external environment to you. So let's say the classic example, you want to go to the gym, prepare the, the clothes for the gym the day before. Because it's like when you wake up and you have to go to the gym, that step of 
having to go get your clothes and put them on is just that much more harder. And you know, you want to you want to make it as easy as possible. This is where you you completely ignore the no pain no gain advice, you know. This is where you say as easy as possible because it's something that's actually improving you. So you, you don't care if it's hard or not. It's making you better. So just make rework your environment in a way that it makes it as easy for you to accomplish whatever goal or habit change you want to do. Like you want to quit smoking? Tough news. Maybe you're going to have to stop hanging out with people that smoke because that's a constant reminder of tobacco. And yeah. so, you know, that's like a, one of the classic examples of habit change. But, you know, whatever it may be, you want to be more organized, start having like start having your room always cleaned because that makes it easy for you to do other productive things clean your room <laughs> literally so you know just apply this to whatever it may be in your life but really do not underestimate the value of clarity and what what having like a, a clear workspace or, or life environment can do for you and you know like you said it's all about starting slow and because the podcast is already reaching the time we usually do and this is quite long it's going to be the longest part coming up. It's quite long. So I think we could, you know, and I feel like this is a very important part, these five steps. Then the other after these could be, you know, be radical of mind. It's not as, it is important, but we can summarize it faster. Um, so we're going to cut it for now here. Um, with that in mind, I just want to say, you know, because we're talking to uh, a lot of goals and a lot of body stuff. So if you're struggling with something or you want some advice, just Text us on Instagram at Paths of Meaning. You've probably came from there already, but you know, just go back, please, and let us know. You know, if you have any recommendations, stuff like that. Uh, and with that in mind, this was the Searching for Meaning podcast. And next week, you're gonna get part two of the episode. Bye bye. Peace.